Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. You've got Brian here. And Jeff, as always. Yep. Um, that, all right. That this time week, the pause was on you, Tyler. What the hell? Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, the pause has returned. Our fourth co-host. Um, this week... We're talking about a movie directed by Doug Lyman, starring Tomather Cruz. Tom Tomather Thomas <laughs> Thomas Cruz Mapather the third or fourth. Um, written by Christopher McQuarrie, who wrote and directed most of the good Mission Impossible movies. Um, there's a couple other screenplay edits by this. This is actually based on a manga. I don't know if you knew this. I did, Jeff. Um, but uh yeah a few people tried to adapt it all of their stories got kind of combined into this movie edge of tomorrow um also starring emily blunt brennan gleason bill paxton is in this prior to his death uh and then pretty much nobody that anyone like just just a bunch of kind of bit actors that don't really haven't really been what am i trying to say not that famous is that the word i'm looking for character actors emily blunt and tom cruise are like the are the big draws in this movie there's not really a lot of other supporting cast right it's definitely very self like like a small contained cast i think of right notable actors right and the people who are like do have like pretty decent sized roles like noah taylor is in it who was in uh game of thrones uh for a few seasons um brendan gleason obviously is i mean he's in everything but he's also really good um but then otherwise, there's not really a lot of name actors, big name actors, at least. Um, do we want to quickly go through with like a, a short? I mean, I mean, we might have to do away with this non-spoiler review part of the podcast because most of the movies we're going to be talking about are pretty old. Right. So it's not like maybe when we if we review new release movies only. But I don't know. Do we want to just go with first thoughts? Yeah, this movie came out in 2014. I think we're OK to just dive in. All right, full spoilers for this movie and any other movie, book, story, podcast, song, anything that you might be worried about being spoiled, just be prepared. It might get spoiled. Um, Brian, I'm going to put it to you since this was your pick this week. Um, how did you feel about the movie? Um, yeah, I picked it because I think this movie is damn good. I, I got to be honest with you, I don't have a whole lot of holes to pick because I think it's probably pretty easy to um, you know create a, a movie of this nature where it's focused on time loops where there aren't a whole lot of plot flaws however I will say the risk you run is like con continuity editing errors of like not getting the repeat events to happen the same way I, I never noticed anything with this one that was an issue I think this movie is extremely well made I'm I've, be, you know, uh, beat the dead horse with how I feel about Tom Cruise as an actor. I think he pops off the screen, and this is just another one of his, in my opinion, just high quality uh, entries into his filmography. So, uh, big fan of the the film as a general statement. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Yeah, I I also really like this movie. When I first saw that it was coming out, I watched the trailers and was like, "What the." 
heck is like I, I could not make heads or tails of it i understood there was a time loop movie um but i just i was like tom cruise is in this like what is up with these mech suits like what is going on here it's really dark looking and then i went and saw or i don't even think i went and saw it i think i waited until it came out but when it came out it got such good reviews so many people were talking about it that i uh was excited for it and then when i finally watched it i was like damn i really wish i had gone and seen this in theaters um i think that's how it went i also 50 percent chance i saw this movie in theaters and can't remember but um i really do like this movie i have a hard time finding flaws with it i think one of the um one of the reasons there's so many different time loop movies is because exactly like you said brian it it's it can be it's self-contained it can be pretty straightforward and it's a it's a way to kind of twist the time travel element without in creating a lot of paradoxes or anything like that you know what i mean it doesn't create a lot of plot holes once you're just like yeah the time just keeps resetting itself okay right um it also adds to like the character's insanity which is fun because you get to see the actor play the character who's relived the, the day like ten thousand times and they're just like oh my god i can't do this again um yeah, I don't know. I, I like this movie a lot. I really like Tom Cruise in it. I think he he brings like his intensity is like perfect for the character. Um, Emily Blunt is really good in this movie, and I mean those are the two main characters to speak of. So yeah, they, Jack, they were perfectly cast. Let's be real. I mean he's, you know, I've said enough about him, but Emily Blunt plays a very aloof but badass female character, and I think she delivers that. I mean, we were just talking about her in Looper. And she kind of is the same character in a way where she's got that just kind of a aloof, you know, kind of like, I don't know, bad, just bad. I'm trying to think of another term to use that fits better than badass. And I just don't think there is one. I think she's, she's, you know, in that movie handling herself and her affairs on the farm without help or doesn't need a man, to, you know, none of that stuff. She's independent and, and doing just fine. And then this one, she's the baddest soldier in the army you know and i think she does a really good job of playing that character um i don't know I, I guess i don't know enough about her filmography does she play that character a lot um kind of yeah she's kind of just like a strong independent woman who doesn't need a man in most movies that she's in <laughs> at this point i mean you know, quiet place one and two she's pretty badass sort of like ellen ripley in alien kind of character she's like still like distinctly a woman but pretty tough Funny Sorry, enough, the, the the last film that I saw Emily Blunt in, uh, most recent film I say, uh, was Dan in Real Life. <laughs> Dan, oh. <laughs> Dan in Real Life. She plays uh, Ruthie Pigface Draper, the girl that Dan does, is getting set up on a date with. Um, I don't know. I, I watched Dan in Real Life with my girlfriend a couple weeks back because she's a big fan of Steve Carell, and I was like, "Is that Emily fucking Blunt? What the hell?" Um, very I funny. did not know she was in that movie. Is the is the premise that she's ugly in that scene? the premise was that the they'd grown up uh with this family and there and he was like oh there's this child that he doesn't even remember this girl from his teenage years that that his family had given the nickname pig-faced uh and so all he hears is that his parents have set him up with this other single woman and he's like i don't want to go and it shows up and it's emily blunt and she's super hot and he's like oh hell yeah um <laughs> <laughs> um cool. i don't know I thought it was just a funny contrast to her playing like a badass yeah. warrior. Emily Blunt is 
Yeah, a very pretty woman. Also, just I think she's a very talented actress. And I do think, Brian, to your point, she does kind of play like an undeniably feminine feminine presence that also like feels like she could hold her own or like is like strong. And you know what I mean? I think that she's like the epitome of like a strong female character that doesn't take on like a whole masculine energy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it. And it, I think to my point, it it complemented tom cruise really well in this because he's not the kind of guy that's like that comes off as super over the top masculine himself i mean he's just kind of i don't know he's intense yes but he's not like this i don't know like i don't know how like he's not like he's like a uh no he's not stallone in in fucking predator yeah super manly man or something like it's he's kind of more you know, just kind of chilling. So she definitely, I think, complimented him well in this. I think it should have been, it'd have been kind of weird for her to be there next to like a Stallone type of character where he's definitely very masculine, you know, in the way that he delivers himself. Right. Jeff, sorry, did we wrestle away from you? Yeah, a little bit. Your yes, opinion? <laughs> I, I also, I want to make just a quick correction. Um, this is actually based, so the, the original writing of this was a book, uh, a Japanese light novel called All You Need Is Kill which was then later interpreted into a manga, which then popularized it even more. And then the story of the manga was then uh, changed. The, the The manga and the book do tell the same story, um, kind of word for word, whereas this film changes the ending of that drastically uh, in that the the main character and the girl do not get together. Spoiler alert for the, for the manga or the book. Um, they, they have to fight in order to get out of the time loop in the, in the book, um, which I think would have been interesting. Um, yeah, but overall I, I highly enjoyed this movie. I've seen this movie a number of times. I remember Brian, uh, highly recommending this movie when he saw it the first time. I don't know if it was in theaters, but, uh, yeah, I've liked it every time that I've seen it. I was just having a blast. I started it super late at night thinking I was going to fall asleep. And then I was up to like two 30 in the morning watching it. Cause it was a blast. Um, Really enjoy it. Really enjoy the aspect of someone climbing through a time loop. It reminds me, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about other time loop films in the future, but I like that this one, we get a little bit more detail than other time loop films that I've seen of him actually climbing through the time loop. We see him consistently fail over and over and over again as he attempts to get, make progress, uh, which I, 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 it's hysterical. Like just the, attempt after attempt that just ends poorly because i mean at the end of the day it's easy to forget like this dude needs to die in order to reset the day and he is just dying over and over again and obviously he's growing like desensitized to it but at the same time the manner of his death being a surprise each time is just done very well i think in this they deliver that very effectively it's one of the best parts of the film in my opinion especially when he rolls under that truck yeah that scream (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um but overall i mean yeah the the action this film is just very fun um i mean to take kind of like the uh stereotypical kind of japanese i mean think of like all the different things that have been actually brought to film to think that like uh, a world war ii-esque giant robots versus aliens was one of the scripts that actually made it to hollywood and made it into these major a-list actors is fun because there's a lot of mangas that I absolutely love that follow similar steampunk-esque vibes that uh, I would also love to see brought to the big screen. Um, 
but no, I, I think that it's it's a fun representation to see something go from from kind of Eastern media to Western media, uh, and follow that path along and be able to work your way backwards and see where it started from to see where it ended up. I, I really enjoy the different themes that the author, the original author, decided to investigate with this concept of a time loop. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Well, why don't we dive in on the plot a little bit and like any thoughts that we had throughout throughout the movie anything that stuck out i mean how do you guys like this representation of a time loop not just the climbing of it but like the explanation as to how it got how it like started and the explanation to how it ended how do you guys feel about that were you able to just sort of accept it i mean it's it's one of those things where you have you know groundhog day it just happens right like does it ever even ex i can't remember i haven't seen that movie in so long but i think that the, the the plot behind the plot on that one is that there's some kind of magic around Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Sure. Like I think they just kind of let you assume that it's something magical. But so in this one, about... it's it's actually explained by the aliens that are invading Earth having the power to reset the day, and him accidentally hijacking that power uh, by killing one of the main. I think they're called mimics. Um, yeah, and then the the main one is the Alpha. Yeah, and he kills an Alpha the mimic, accidentally absorbs the power. And thereby hijacking their ability to reset the day, and he starts doing an X. He, like he doesn't even know what's happening at first, and so it's, you know, like a learning curve of him figuring it out slowly, and yeah. just reliving that day over and over. Very Groundhog esque, uh, Groundhog Day esque of of, you know, at first you're like, what the hell's happening? And it's just he keeps going through the same situations until it starts to boil over. It's very funny. Yeah, I like the day. My favorite day, I think, is the day where he just goes to the bar in london and he's just watching it on tv instead for a day like <laughs> like i would just do that a couple times you know like i think i need a break i'm just gonna go get fucking hammered that was gonna be my one nitpicky thing was like i think in the beginning they made it feel like he could not find a way off the base and it's like it's not like somebody's following you around at all times i know that the the drill sergeant leads him over to the group very early on and him waking up and He's kind of being watched at all times, but later on it shows that he kind of moves around with quite a bit of autonomy and, you know, for it to imply, I mean, we don't know because he lives, uh, it, it's revealed later that he lives quite a, quite a few days that we don't get to see on screen, but for it to imply that the first time he steps away from the, the actual storyline is that time to go to the bar. I'm kind of like, man, I kind of wish there, maybe there just wasn't an opportunity to do so, but I kind of wish that we'd seen him try to really deviate from his path a couple of times because who wouldn't do that in that situation who wouldn't be like f this i'm going to spend life after life trying to get off this base you know what i mean yeah i um yeah i, I don't know it's interesting it's a, i wonder it, it so in these time loop movies sorry for making that weird stuttering that i just did but um in these time loop movies I do find that they often like set these sort of like basic rules in place. And then eventually they just sort of like, uh, we kind of need the character to be over here. Like you guys ever watch happy death day. I didn't watch the sequel, but like the first one, it's a time loop, like slasher movie. It was fine. Um, but like they do sort of the same thing where like eventually like the characters are interacting with people that they shouldn't really have time to interact with like they're getting like pretty far away from where they're supposed to be i don't know this movie does the same thing just like what you were saying brian yeah um 
Jeff, did you have any any thoughts on like the time loop of it all or? Um, no, I think the time loop does a good job. I mean, I think some of my favorite moments when we talk about time loop films is when the protagonist is given a chance to show exactly how many days he spent there. Like when he's talking to his, his compatriots, when they try to finally find him. And it's the first time that you as the viewer are seeing him facing off his, against his companions. He's like, no, I don't want to do this. Then he starts just rattling off information about them. And they're like, nope, we're going to fight anyways. And he's like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and dodge all your attacks anyways. And it's just like, yeah. you can clear. The guy is just so sick of living the same day of, of literally. How, I mean, you think that have, he would just escape just to experience something new because. And what, what possible series of interactions could have taken place to where he had that information about them? Like he must've like befriended them in other. Right on other days and like got information that he then kind of, I don't know, lot cataloged for later. Cause it's like, what happened on the other days? It really kind of opens up a can of worms. That scene there of like, what else has happened that we're just not even aware of. Right. Yeah. Or how many times, just how many times has he had to have this conversation? Cause there's things about you guys that I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like how he just like says all these things about like their moms and shit like that. Like, obviously I know a lot about your guy's mom, but he just like knows like private information that I'm like, I wouldn't even be able to remember that about my yeah. own brothers. Let he alone knows, this, he, like, he names, guy I just met once. You he know? names people second grade teachers, right? Like you don't know who my second grade They're, teacher is. Exactly. I couldn't name a single teacher that you ever had in your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, I get that it's just to make a point that he's spent a lot of time in there, but you know, if you take that scene very literally, it's like, dude, what happened on other days to get you to get that information? <laughs> you know, and how many times did that guy punch you in the face before you remember that the first punch is a right hook and the left one's an uppercut? Right. You know what I mean? Like, how many times did you get hit by this guy? It's well, just... I mean, even something like when he gets to the house, how many times did he tell her that they had been to that house? before and every time she started the engine she died he doesn't list the number of times she asked him how many times he's been there and he's like it doesn't matter like the the yeah he's trying to brush it off right but it's been more than one right it's been more than two what's interesting likely what's interesting is it's been dozens right like we know it's been there a lot of times that he's tried this different approach with different things so and yet what i was gonna say there quickly before you say your thought how many times did he have to relive those exact moments over and over just to get to the right. house? You know what I mean? Like that would drive me insane just right. doing that same, like living that day, having to have the same conversation with her, have the same conversation with Noah Taylor, do all of the training or whatever the fuck you need to do to get past to the next, you know what I mean? To that Every step day. has to be perfect. And there's times where it shows him get further. And then on the next run through, he doesn't make it that far because he fucks something up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's just like, you could tell he's like, gosh dang it oh, you know dude it's it's that level on crash bandicoot where the boulder is coming and you you, you keep getting closer and you yeah. just the margin oh for God. error is just very very yeah that's convinced. what it feels like to me yeah I, it's the most it's got to be the most like close to feeling like a video game that a movie has ever gotten for me like just like that's exactly what it feels like to try to get through that one level of call of duty yeah. or whatever you 100%. know yeah I mean, I think the interesting thing is is how precise he feels his language has to be. Because, like, there's a point before they ever get to the farmhouse that he and Rita uh, discover, like, a caravan. And he's like, yeah, we've taught, we've taught all the cars here. We've gotten, we've, we've gotten to this point before. Like, he lets her in on that much. And he goes, there's two cars we haven't tried. Um, it's the, the minivan, but you have to disconnect the carriage. And I'm going to go check this other suburban. And we see him run right up to the suburban, rip open a backpack, collect some supplies, and run back to her. 
only to find out that they've actually lived past this day dozens of times. So, like, I'm curious if it's, like, the exact wordage that he has to get her to say things in order to achieve the exact results that leads to the exact perfection of success. Or, like, how many times has he truly lived through it is, is the ultimate question. But still, leads to a very interesting... It's interesting as the viewer to not have that that closure on that answer. To just be like, wow, I mean, we know it's hundreds, but, like, is it thousands? Is it tens of thousands? Like, how how... How jaded can you would you would you have to live through? How many do you have to live through before you just become extremely jaded towards the people that you know? And what we only get a quick taste of is just like his mindset. Like you think that like there maybe even would be an opportunity for them to go even deeper into like him like slipping into madness from just the repetition of it all. You know, like you could almost do a darker spin on this film and like show scenes where he's just losing it. You know. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't keep I, doing this. <laughs> I picture the moment in uh, I Am Legend where Will Smith does the whole donkey Shrek conversation from behind the couch. <laughs> sure. But it's but it's Tom Cruise doing it. And so it's way weirder and more sinister for some reason. Like, he manages <laughs> to keep his grip on everything. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what would happen. Like, how, how do they not have a couple of, of scenes where he just, like, wakes up on the on the luggage and then the command that the drill sergeant comes over to mess with him and he just punches him right in the head a couple times you know what i mean like oh takes you know his gun, just starts shooting random people just take, becomes yeah. like a mass shooter on the box <laughs> you know he yeah, whooped he bill just, paxton's ass a couple of times yeah you think that there would that would be a great comedic thing where he just wakes up and it's just like nope not doing it today just <laughs> what is the that thing dude. that paxton keeps saying he's like battle the fiery crucible for which all oh. heroes are forged the great redeemer. <laughs> yeah. So you like you think that like I don't know, especially with how that guy's such like a shit eater, you know, like character. Like you think that Tom Cruise would be like, I don't got it in me right now. I'm gonna attack this dude. I can't. You know. I do love that whenever we talk about a Tom Cruise movie, he the character doesn't have a name, but his name is just Tom Cruise in, yeah. Bri- in, in Brian's just, mind specifically. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if I if it's I cage, wanted to. Cage. Cage. There you go. Um. Yeah, great. Well, um, did anyone else have anything specific to touch on on the movie front? Hey, I, I was just going to challenge you guys. Like, is there anything in that movie that you can think of as far as plot holes go or you know, anything like that? I, I think this is a movie that I would argue is, is up there with being pretty watertight. I mean. Okay, so I do have one gripe in it. And it's it's literally the opening scene where he goes with and like sits with Brendan Gleeson and then Brendan Gleeson's like, you're going to war. And I don't, why, why did they yeah, do he just, that? Yeah. He just kind of randomly Shanghai's him and it just doesn't, there's never really an explainer for that. I don't get it. I'm like, I don't understand. I think, like, it, I he think clearly the, doesn't even have basic training. Like, yeah. I, I think the implications, him. yeah, I think I, I, I know from like word of mouth, like stuff that I've heard from people that have been in the military that uh, people that go through the, ROTC. Uh, the ROTC are kind of like looked at differently because they went through like an educational route instead of going through like the no- normal basic training kind of spending the grunt years putting in the time um, I think they're looked down upon because they just jump right into leadership roles and he very much strikes the character of a guy who has found every way to I mean he's like oh I don't like blood I don't like combat you know and well, but his he's explanation major, but he's was a major. that he yeah, but his explanation was that he went into the ROTC and then went into advertising and then the war broke out. So there's no need for his advertising. So he he went into the military, but because of his previous military service, he was able to go into the 
right. into the more advertising focused role, which kind of makes sense. But, but I think a, time, I think this is not provided by the film, so you're right. It is kind of a, a point of question. But I think what it's kind of implying is that that general would look at him as like weak or worthless so, because. He but he's not even an American him. general. You'll have to remember you know I mean? that's a part that's crazy. Like, <laughs> so so you have to remember this. So so that part got me fucked. He's up. Right. he's he's a <laughs> captain in charge of PR for the war effort. And basically, yeah. what Brendan said was, "I'm asking you, or I'm telling you, I'm 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 ordering you. I've already spoken to your commanding officer that I already know this is a good That's idea. Right. That's what it does. And and what you're going to go do is you're going to go film this great military effort. What this was was a beachfront. They had already done surveillance of this area and identified it as a perfect place to attack. And we know, eventually, that this was a successful attack. But as soon as a mimic was killed, the robots knew that they were coming and knew how to defend it." And so they went in on what should have been, through all military intelligence, a very light battlefront beachhead area. I see. So that what this is is this is the second time. Yes. The first time they did it, they actually were successful. Yes. The second time is Tom Cruise. Oh, that's actually fun. I didn't think about it. That actually makes me like the movie even a little bit. So, more so what happened that was that there is a world in which Tom Cruise succeeded, but then the mimics replay, reset it, right. and then Tom Cruise lost. Right, and, and that's what started the movie. And so, in, they reset when, it. when the aliens were coming through for their victory, they fucked up. Tom Cruise killed an alpha, which gave him the time reset power and reset the balance into humans and and the aliens now fighting for this ability to control time. Hmm. But it was was supposed to be, but through all of our amazing military intelligence of the combined war effort of all of the different uh warring states in the the, the right in the world so we won but they beat us because they cheated right <laughs> um i like that more still doesn't really make sense as to why he got shanked like they're like oh you don't want to film it all right we're gonna disappear you then well man who's been on like the news he threatened, and- <laughs> he threatened the general which i guess you just don't do um you guess yeah I don't know. I've, I've um, never met a general nor threatened one. Um, yeah. I only met the colonel, uh, Colonel Sanders. I, I will threaten the next general that I meet and we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, All right. Um, did Jeff, did you have any uh, any plot holes or points of contention? No, I think the, the one thing that's kind of tragic here that's not really uh, touched on is – the concept of, of how well he knows everybody, but I guess the part that would drive me insane is the fact that nobody can really know you. Because every single time that you wake up, regardless of how much progress you made in the last 24 hours that you spent with these people, they're never going to know who you are when you wake up. No. It's... Uh, yeah. Well, I wonder... Yeah. And, and how do you live life and- going from that point forward, right? Like, he wakes up and he's in the helicopter, so he has his whole life back as far as the, the film story point goes. But... Um, well, yeah, he also has like thousands of days with Rita Vertansky. Right. So even going on a date exactly. with her, finally getting to be with her, or I don't know, I guess maybe like Jeff, you were saying that they don't, they're not, they're not together. We don't, whatever, we but. don't see them be intimate in the contents of the film. We see him introduce her. So he's clearly going to pursue a relationship with her after the end of the film. But well, we think so. But they could just have a like a friendship, and, but and, whatever. But what that friendship would like, stand there and stare at each other in that training room, like, forever. and then they just like yeah. They, if you go back, their skeletons are still standing there. <laughs> but, yeah, they, <laughs> they both forgot there. to eat. Narcissus style. The question, the question is, you know, just like he blew it in the scene that we see him trying to be intimate with her when he accidentally reveals too much that he knows more information about her than what she's provided, and she discovers that he's been in a time loop. Rita's character is aware of time loops, so even at the end of the film. 
he shows up. He's this hero. They go on. Like, we assume they date. We assume that they, 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 he pursues her romantically. We know that he's going to mess up and reveal that he's been in a time loop. And the question is, how will she respond to him uh, after? She, I mean, she would definitely be more understanding than most because she's been there. But um, that would definitely still be completely weird. Friction. I mean, this yeah. guy has known her for years, essentially. I mean, yeah. if we're talking like even just 1,000 days, that's like three years. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And just the idea of like, I don't even know if I liked my wife after three years, if I'm honest. But then he's going to start from scratch. You know what I mean? Well, and how many times has your wife shot you? Because Rita shot him yeah. like 900 Qu- out of those thousand days. Quite a so, few. Yeah, that's also it, is that if he pisses her off and lets her know that he's in a time loop, she will reset it. <laughs> yeah. So perfect segue here because my question, my general question is around time loops and a what if scenario where what if you were suddenly finding yourself in a time loop? Like the day that you had today, you wake up tomorrow and it is just, you're just living today on repeat. How, and the, and keep in mind, like, well, I'm not going to say that because it'll go into your answer, but, um, you are just going through today on repeat. You don't have to kill an alien to get out of it. Like you have a general understanding that at some point the time loop will end and you will suddenly have a new day tomorrow, but you don't know when that's going to be. My question to you is how would you find, like, what would you do to benefit yourself in a, in a day that repeats? Um, I do quickly want to just point out that joke about my wife was a joke and we have been together for like nine years <laughs> at this point. So <laughs> just in case she ever couch, chooses yeah. to listen, <laughs> uh, I don't want her to get to this episode and be like, wait, what, uh, what a way to find out. Um, did you guys ever, did you guys watch Palm Springs? I don't, I'm not going to pick any, uh, time loop movies going forward for these, uh, time travel movies anymore, but did you guys watch that? No. Okay. You should watch it. But there's a scene in it where they're at a wedding. That's the basis. They're at a wedding and it's just like recycling through the wedding day. And Andy Samberg is dancing through the wedding and he's just so perfectly timed with everybody else's mistakes that he's actually saving them. So like a girl falls over and he like swings a chair around and catches her and stuff. That would be my main goal is just to be able to function and one thing in a time loop just so perfectly that people are like, how is this guy doing that? But you'd have that moment one time through (laughs) that everyone would remember. That's ridiculous. That's so much. I like like it. So little reward. (laughs) I want that one. Um, I think to be honest, at first it would be kind of interesting because you can still live a pretty like today I could tell my wife I was going into the office and she would never know I didn't because the day would just reset and I could just go do whatever the hell I want. I could drive out to the beach for the day or I could be like, Hey, I'm not going to go into work. Let's take our son out to the beach. Just the two of us. Or I would go to a motorcycle shop and just try out every single motorcycle for a month. You know what I mean? Just ride them all around, crash a couple, die. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm not afraid of pain anymore. (laughs) Um, I think I would live life to the fullest for like that first year, and then I'd be very, very sick of it. I think after after think about you would a year, make it a whole year without getting sick of it. I think so. I think there's enough variation in my like. So in this one specifically, what can he do? Because the real you challenge I mean? is you can't like. There's no point in like trying to get to like another country or something because you'd spend your entire day traveling and then come. I mean, back. I can get to Canada pretty quickly. I could get a one day flight to Canada. That wouldn't be a problem. Or Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess a flight, but even then you're spending hours in the airport. Like, 
like what are you actually accomplishing? I guess you can just go on a little day trip. But... Just gonna wake up anyway. Yeah, fly down to Tijuana and do a bunch of opiates. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> get get real wild. <laughs> go to one of those weird donkey shows I've heard about. <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> like because it's like yeah, I think the. The, Jeff, did you not like that? Did not my, like that. <laughs> my mind went in a different direction where I'm like, the one thing that you retain from day to day is your memory of what happened. So I feel like I would be like, cool, I'm going to go like figure out how to perfectly time a bank robbery or something to like where I was never there. But also keep note of what stocks performed extremely well. <laughs> I don't know when the time loop got out or what. Like... I, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't really know the answer. Because like, what's the benefit of perfectly pl- per- planning a bank heist? It just resets and then you don't have any of that money. <laughs> well, you just practice it. You just get dry runs over and over again. You literally just time it so perfectly. It was like you were never there. With the idea that the day would, you would eventually get out. right? That you so would wake planning... up the next morning and your money would still be there. <laughs> just but you're planning for the there, time loop to end. Right. right. That's what I'm saying is you steal you, – like you wake up that morning – you start, I don't know, staking out the bank employees and you see how they do the key exchange and the codes and the passwords and you figure out how the cameras are turning so that you can just like always stay out of sight and, you know, find your way in and like leave no trace and boom, money. And then obviously you get home and you have the money and you fall asleep the next day hoping that you wake up and the money's still there, but it'll reset most of the time. Just the moment that it reset, it doesn't reset. You just sit there. Yeah, but then you're just robbing the same bank over and over and over again until it resets in the <laughs> yeah. off chance. That's more mind numbing. That's insane. That sounds crazy. Yeah, to me. I'm not worried about the mind numbing part. I'm worried about benefiting long term from this situation. <laughs> See, but you're gonna go crazy. I'm gonna have hella fun. I'm going to go crazy. I'm gonna go find like, I'm gonna get real into heroin, but not addicted. Because the addiction doesn't carry over. You're not hung over. You know what I mean? You just drink all day and do things. You can get like multiple DUIs. I don't give a shit. What about education? Spend a night in jail? Yeah, you could could spend the time learning a language or something crazy. Why would you do something stupid like that when you can do drugs? I don't understand why you guys aren't on the same page. We're both thinking long-term benefit, not getting jacked up. (laughs) I'm not saying I only want to do that, but like if if we're saying that Tom Cruise had a thousand days, say I have a thousand days, one third of that kind of fucked up. Brian, the The problem just functionally drug on drugs. You know what I mean? I feel (laughs) like I could handle it. The problem with Brian's supposition is that you don't know what the consequences are the next day you don't know when they actually discover that that money is gone or what they'll do with it you only know what they respond to you just know that you got away with it for for 12 hours right right. the next morning you wake up and they go knock 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 8 a.m hey brian um Let's hey, can assume. you explain to me why you cash out refinanced <laughs> and dumped $500,000 into GameStop? Mr. Perry, we <laughs> have you on our security camera yeah. after we detected Hello. the $3 million went missing from our vaults. All right. All right. So let, let me take the bank one off the table because I'm not confident that I'd be able to train myself to be a bank robber alone with nobody else to help, you know, regardless of how much time I'd have. Why don't we just say I steal from random or everyday citizens? Like I see them on their daily routine. I see when their money is left unattended or exposed or I know when they leave their house and I can just plan a series of robberies 
God, your days sound so boring to me. <laughs> You're just sitting around I'm watching people leave two bucks on a table. <laughs> it all adds up. Eventually, adds up. not like how much, how many hours in a day are you spending doing this? I mean, I don't know. As long as it takes, I'm trying to get rich. We're going to come out uh, of this. Tyler's going to be still in Tijuana, <laughs> addicted to the drugs now. Brian is going to be a, a jail for a robbery, and I'm going to be like, the best juggler slash yo-yo slash linguist Spanish slash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm going to have watched all seven seasons of Mad Men finally. You know what I mean? So so we all have our, our things that it's we like should ex- excel in. It's like a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of ways to, that can, you could benefit more positively that aren't so boring as reading. I mean, we're wrong. I read a lot, but I don't want to spend every day reading. The problem is, you can't like contribute. Like, you can't write. You know what? I'd finally go back and finish Ken Burns, all of Ken Burns' documentaries, (laughs) all of his, all of his three-part epic documentaries. I hear you're going to spend most of your time sleeping. You're just going to constantly put you to sleep. Yeah, I like his documentaries. If, 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 if I got it, I know my answer. If uh, let's just assume that this happens during NFL season. Or hell, it could happen during NBA or MLB or just any sport, I guess. So hell, I guess time of year not? doesn't matter. But let's just for for ease of the scenario say this happens on a Sunday NFL and I, I live through a couple of days and I see the games play out the exact same way every time. Dude, I'm just going every morning and just dropping money on the games because I know how they're gonna play out. I would literally like What are you gonna do with the rest of your day? That's like the first ten minutes of your day once you know all of the scores of the games. Like what do you that's not a whole day's excursion. Yeah, At least mine saying, is like motorcycles, then drugs, then wake up, repeat. You know what I Brian's mean? Brian's just saying that he would start each day by putting down an absurd amount of money on this extremely specific bet that by the time the time loops over is going to net him millions of dollars. Yeah, it would be a parlay. And then with the rest of his days, he's going to go sit at the food court at the mall no. and wait for moms to leave their purses unattended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to do that anymore because I've found my get rich quick scheme. Now I can go get jacked up so, on peyote with you oh sick <laughs> i'm just saying i just my big thing was to take advantage of the time loop first now i've hey, figured happy, out a quick solution to that so happy I'm, to have you i'm gonna be rich to and now it's time to, to go uh do some ayahuasca or whatever that shit ayahuasca. is <laughs> yeah the aaron Rodgers. that drug does not sound fun to me yeah do you know you just like throw up in a hut for like six hours it sounds I, terrible I, just, I, I, I didn't know about it until aaron Rodgers said that he did it this uh oh yeah him and joe rogan just touch each other's nips or something (laughs) yeah uh yeah not for me uh but at any rate um i'm trying to think of something else you could do i mean we don't live that far from vegas like you could get like an hour flight to vegas at a short notice i feel like and just go like just rage just well you just put all your money down on a game so wait, in or a parlay, Groundhog Day, it's like you kidding me? Just go to a, it's go to a, a, memorize a roulette table and bankrupt that fucking casino. Just sit there and be like, roll the, all, my all my money on nineteen, all my money on twenty one black, all my like, money. They kick you out too fast. There's no what? way. They, I'm not. How am I cheating? I'll sit there naked. No, it doesn't go. matter. It does not matter. They they, reti- they reserve the right to kick your ass out just for beating them. I'm telling yeah. you, they would boot your ass after a couple of wins. 
Like, you'd have to find a way to subtly, like, give a little bit back and, like, lose a few and seem fallible. But, like, if you just hit, like, four or five in a row, they wouldn't even take the time to figure out how you did it. They would just kick you out. But that's when you pull out your strap and you just unload and become a mass shooter. That's when um, hey, that's tell, just one day. That's when you tell that's, that's just one day and it resets. All those people live again. What if that was the day back. it didn't reset? <laughs> that's when you explain <laughs> to the pit boss that you know you who really his bad. mother is, who his second grade teacher is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you close your eyes when he it tries is. to punch you. Before you kick me out, I know who your second grade teacher is. <laughs> Can we not do this today? Cool. I'm on a hot streak. I remember I'm let you time. finish. Um, no, I would. I I think I would end up spending like I'm sure I would spend some time cutting loose and just trying to like I don't know, but hit some bucket list items that are within a quick plane flight. But like I genuinely think my plan would end up revolving around trying to have my last day of the time loop be in Vegas with an epic parlay put down and then I would just spend the day in Vegas probably just laying low when just waiting for that bet to hit when you said bucket list it reminded me of the Bill Burr comedy stand up where he talks about the guy who tried to commit suicide by jumping out of a helicopter I see yeah. Brian on a commercial flight just get up and walk over to the exit door and just <laughs> whip it open so that's actually the question I have right now because in this movie, it resets when he dies, but in Groundhog Day, doesn't it just reset at midnight? It's every time he falls asleep it or just dies. Resets, yeah. No, doesn't he stay awake past midnight one time and it's still and he oh, still yeah, wakes just, up? Yeah, that's what, it's, it's like every whenever time. he falls asleep because he stays up past midnight. But yeah, when he falls asleep, he wakes up. Yeah, and, and they back. don't address if he like took a nap mm-hmm. midday. What would happen? They just don't go there. But. So, is are we doing sleep rules or death rules? You're gonna try and stay uh, awake. You don't. You don't have to die. You don't have to die. We just the so it's my, like well, my thought is that if you don't, if you don't, are you planning on dying? Because if you don't die, then it's not really a time loop. Sleep rules. For sure. <laughs> it's the sleep rules. That's well, I don't know about. because oh, okay. Tom Cruise does survive probably for several days in Edge of Tomorrow. We don't. Yeah, I also have an answer though because cocaine will keep you up for at least two three days if you get enough of it. You will eventually <laughs> sleep. Right, and then it'll yeah, but reset. that's when you introduce meth into your system. But for a week long. but you do make a good point though, because if you could usually when it's me and cocaine and meth, if you could find out what the scores of all those games were, and then also <laughs> stay awake long enough to find out the Monday score, yeah, from Monday Night Football, <laughs> that's two days of profit, dude. Yo, but you live through Sunday. You stay up all day and you party all night on a dude. on a mass bender after winning all those bets. And then you get to have the rest of the money on Monday and just go crazy. Yeah. So I would. So here's my actual answer now that we've got that developed. Oh, this is your I, actual answer. I would. Yeah. I would stay awake for as long as humanly possible. I'll just be snorting Red Bull, like just trying to get through. Just see how that week. Transpires. I don't think that it works like that. Just I don't think that's how caffeine works. Just to learn every he's little just, bit I could about the next. He's gonna like, pay a guy four or five days to punch him in the face every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And just, I just would find out every single bit of information I could about the next four or five days, about the market, about sports, about everything. And then when that day, like suddenly I wake up and that day has not reset, I'm just putting money down, dude. I'm just, I'm investing, I'm betting, I'm doing everything I can for the next week. I feel like we are all dancing around the the big logical one, which is um, how would we be able to use this to hunt a human being? The most deadly, the, the most dangerous game style. Like you just pick a random person and just like stalk them for a little while and then BTK them and their families. Is that what we're thinking? That's Brian, I see you nodding. Up. All right. No, I'm shaking my head hard. <laughs> that is super fucked up. 
Why? If they are going to live as soon as you go to sleep, you just go to sleep and then they're back to life and it never happened. Only you remember it. Only you remember the sweet, sweet sound of their screams. No? Too far? Okay. That's horrifying. <laughs> you guys, all right, fine. Whatever. You guys are lame. No, um, I'm just, I just want to profit and then I'll let my hair down. You're just worried about letting your hair down, but you're not getting the profit part. So I think I'll, I I'll do all those profit options too. I don't care. Like I'll do all of those things, but that doesn't sound like a whole day to, or that sounds like one whole day to accomplish all that. I, I just memorize what I need to memorize. And then I get most of that done in the first 15 minutes of my day. And then I go on with it. You know what I mean? That way, the next day I wake up, I've committed some atrocities, but I'm rich enough to help get me out of uh, any jail time. You know what I mean? No. No. Jeff, Jeff, have you answered what you would do? Oh, you would learn learn the foreign language. Yeah, Jeff's just <laughs> locking himself in a room and reading. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. he's just going to school. <laughs> Why don't you just do that now? <laughs> because I have a limited time to do it. Um, and I just my problem is that there's nothing you can take with you. So whatever, like the only thing you have is your knowledge. knowledge. So like you can't write a book, right? You can't actually create things because whatever progress you've made will not continue. And so. The only thing you can do is is what you learn. Um, you stay away for a week, snort a bunch of cocaine, stay wired, and just retain as much info as you can. Why would That's you need to stay awake for a week when you have unlimited days to, to learn? Because you're not advancing to the next day unless you stay awake. I see. How else are you supposed to grind? You know what I mean? You like, got to stay like, on that grind. Seriously, how long could you awake. stay awake is the real question. How long could you stay awake? Right now? A couple days. Couple, like three, four. I, I don't think I've ever made it longer than about thirty-six hours. In my life. I don't think you've ever made it longer than like six Dude, hours. I don't even. I don't even remember <laughs> doing thirty-six hours. I was just trying to give myself the benefit. Of the yeah, I don't. I would be surprised if you made it past like ten. <laughs> you just keep resetting. I'm not even making it through the day. Yeah, you're not even making I'm it. I'm just trying to finish this movie. Goddamn. I'm just trying to make it to noon. Goddamn it. Um. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, today would be a good day, though, to reset, at least because this morning I worked from home and I went downstairs and Archer focused on me and smiled purposefully at me for the first time. He hasn't. That was the first time he'd ever I think done you'd that. enjoy that about five times in a row. Then you'd be like, stop smiling at me, you little shit. <laughs> I don't know. If you, was, I can see Tyler. Cool. I can see Tyler talking to his son being like, are you living through this day with me? <laughs> you little bitch. Is that what you're smiling at? You know something that I don't know. You do this to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this is like the background for The Shining. This is why Jack, whatever, hunted his Shelley Duvall and whatever their son's name was. Wow, I really can't remember a single character from that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, do you guys feel like we successfully solved the time loop? <laughs> Yeah, I have on? my plan of action for when that happens to me. Me too, apparently. Although I guess I have to keep mine a secret because you guys will judge me if I tell you share them with you. <laughs> um, Jeff, what have you been watching, reading, and listening to? What is clever? Yeah, um, let's see what I've been watching. Obviously, keeping up to date with all my my like weekly episodics. So Rick and Morty episode two came out yesterday. Um, where are you watching that? Uh, so my girlfriend bought the entire season on Amazon. So every week I just log on to Amazon and buy went and watch each episode. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's good. I enjoyed the most recent episode. I thought it was fun. Uh, 
Rings of Power. I loved the third episode. Um, without any details, I thought it was the best one yet. Um, really, really liked it. Um, let's see. Other than that, uh, I've been watching Castlevania as well as uh, re-watching the My Hero Academia films. We watched the first two. We still have to watch the third. Um, but I think that that is it. I've also been reading the the My Hero Vigilantes uh, manga, which is basically telling the story of like uh, this author's version of Batman and Robin, um, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, and then on my list of things to watch is Cobra Kai Season 5. Yeah, I didn't even know that that had released until I saw it when I was scrolling through Netflix last night. and was like, oh, that just happened out of nowhere. I didn't even see any advertising for that. Do you guys think that Maybe. Hillary Swank is going to come back? What does she play in her version? Isn't she like his she, niece or something? Is she a descendant of Daniel LaRusso? Don't think so. I don't, I I think, don't think so. I think she's her own thing. She only misses him by a couple of years, so. Um. Cool. Well, you guys, again, will be able to um, record an episode without me when that when you finish watching that. I'm down. Looking um, forward to it. Wow. Okay. Uh, I actually can't wait for that. <laughs> Tyler, what's clever? I was going to make Brian do it. Uh, uh, sure, I'll go. Um, NFL season just kicked off. Cowboys fucking suck. Yep. Um, so RIP and our Dak quarterback Prescott. and our quarterback broke his thumb, so he's out for two months. So uh, looking forward to 2023 uh, after Week One, 2022, <laughs> which story of my life. Um, other than that, super excited to have an NFL back. Uh, other than other than NFL, um, more of the same for me. Survivor, uh, just enjoying seasons. Find that as a really fun, lighthearted show. Uh, we throw on Modern Family from time to time. I don't think I had any of that this last week, though. Um, but otherwise, did a few documentaries, uh, including uh, the Untold documentaries on Netflix. They they released uh, Operation Flagrant Foul, I think it's called, where the NFL referee – or not NFL – NBA referee uh, was caught betting on games. Uh, I remember that news story breaking back in the day, so that was uh, fun to kind of get the backstory in context. Pretty crazy story there. NFL, uh, God, I keep doing it. NBA referee uh, betting on actual NBA games and ones that he refereed. So it was, it was pretty cool to see that um, that story break yeah, down. That is cool that he did that. I meant it's pretty cool to get the backstory and cool that he did Oh, that. what did I say? Cool that he was the cheater. Yeah. No, so, I agree with myself, actually. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was Operation Flagrant Foul. Also watched, uh, I think it's called The Perfect Bid about the. Prices Right contestant that had all the prices memorized. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. That I would not recommend that documentary. Um, I watched it. It was okay. Yeah, I I, I felt like the like the guy, the it, it it came off to me like the guy who was the subject, the perfect bid contestant, or whatever that had done all that. It felt like he like commissioned the making of the documentary because the whole thing was just like an interview of him like telling his story of like going on the prices right a couple of times and you know and how he was obsessed with the show i just kind of felt like there was a lot of context that wasn't needed and in random interviews of that person that just didn't advance the actual storyline at all it just kind of was this weird i think that it was made for people who are like really into game shows there's like a whole game show community that are just like really into that kind of stuff um 
and those kinds of people are like really into that stuff anyway okay. um, yeah didn't did not like that one but if you like game shows uh, maybe that's for you um, yeah I, I think i put that on in the background like a while back and didn't, just kind of let it wash over me and didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. that well. uh, right. that, haven't, no one's talked about v- what's up quick question how's your fantasy leagues doing uh, I'm probably 2-0 after this week I spend way too much time looking at it to be bad how about you I'm, I'm down one game oh you lost already I did well, sucks to suck guys I'm a perfect score I'm actually already in the Super Bowl in my fantasy league so um, I uh, I watched Elvis on HBO Max I think he's but either of you guys watched this movie no I've not seen that yet it was okay I don't think I like biopics, if I'm honest. I think I actually dislike biopics. They just, it feels like they're trying to tell a three act story with a person's life. And, but they have like these very specific moments that they have to hit on, you know? And I just feel like I never like them. So it was, you know, more of that. Didn't really work for me. Otherwise, I've been watching Mad Men uh, off and on when I can. Um, and that's pretty much everything that I watched this week. Um, but yeah, I did really quickly want to say I for, I had this note written down, but I forgot to talk about it earlier. Um, Doug Lyman has said so many times since 2014 that Live, Die, Repeat was getting a sequel called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt were signed on at multiple different stages and at just scheduling conflicts have pushed it out. And then it was like slated to go into production in 2020. And then obviously that didn't happen because of the pandemic. And now they're basically like Emily Blunt came out and was just like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I can't even imagine how they would do that. I guess they, they, it would be more about them getting reinvaded and how they addressed it with the knowledge that they have or something. Doug Lyman said it's the only sequel that is also a prequel and it would have Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt redo their roles. But they would be, but it would somehow be a prequel. I don't really know how that would work. But kind of interested. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see it, but I don't know. I may have to cut this bit into the previous part. We'll see if I do that. <laughs> I doubt it though. Anyone else have any final thoughts on uh, anything that we talked about today? Percy Jackson. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say to jump well, in. Both on of a, you had final thoughts on a, on a current before. update on these fantasy series running right now. Rings of Power getting better, House of the Dragon getting worse. Yes, dude, I'm hating the time jumps in House of the Dragon. So I'm I have not watched last night's episode yet, but see, episode three drove me insane. I was like a two year time jump. We're only in episode three. Give me something to so, fucking yeah, watch. If you haven't to. seen it, I won't make any comments about the episode other than to say I was like. I almost wanted to go back and flip back on the Cowboys ass whooping that I had turned off. <laughs> You'd rather abuse yourself, self-flagellate. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to turn off the Cowboys game. I can't I can't keep watching this. This is brutal. And then I switched it over in about 20 minutes in. I was like, you know, you know I'm going ch- to check that Cowboys game. <laughs> so I had a, was, I had a strong emotional reaction yeah, watching House of Dragons 2. But... Uh, I found that watching it because I watched it with my girlfriend and having her female perspective actually, like I watched the, the the director's documentary after I felt like I had to and understand some of what I'd seen, and it clarified a lot of what things that I thought were kind of confusing. But also, my girlfriend had perfectly anticipated exactly what the directors were trying to um, communicate. 
and uh, and what the protagonist was feeling. And so I was like, wow, it's I guess that's just I don't I, I lack that kind of female perspective. And I walked away with a different frame of mind from from my initial emotional reaction. So I, will, I, I won't I make any other. Sorry, sorry if you were going to finish it out there. I was just going to say that I didn't. I won't make any other comments uh, on it until Tyler's seen it. But yeah. Uh, did you guys agree that Rings of Power is getting even better? I was really oh, yeah. excited to see Numenor. It was cool to get Isildur's name to drop. It was like, holy crap. Now suddenly we're getting other characters that advance the yeah. later storyline. It's cool oh, to see old, them. Yeah. yeah what, I, with Isildur, I thought Isildur's dad was some great king. And then Isildur Elendil. was... He is. Yeah, Elendil. We meet him. He's the, the one that's Kets helping that. Galadriel. Was, he, was, his kingdom, was his kingdom Numenor? Was that... No. The Numenorians is like a race of men that... Aragorn is descended of, but they weren't great kings of Numenor. They're just citizens of Numenor who come to Middle Earth and become the, the the Ken, the kings of men in Middle Earth. Um, so I am liking Rings of Power mo- way more than I'm liking House of the Dragon. I don't like. I don't think I like House of the Dragon. <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep going, but I'm like yeah, I'm gonna I just, finish it. I'm gonna finish it. It's I, losing I me really fast. I'm just I don't care about any of the characters really. I'm not. There's no one that I'm latched onto, and it's also not helping that I'm seeing their lives unfold so fast. I don't feel like I'm really like getting to know them. Uh, for episode three, spoilers for episode three. I fucking hated that Damon killed the crab feeder off screen. I was like, you're not gonna give us a cool fight scene or something to latch onto here, or just an he just, epic like, runs killing into stroke. The cave. Like, we don't even need to see him fight each other. Just like he just brings swing. in half of a body, and we're supposed to give a shit. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Also, that crab feeder was such a cool villain design. Did you notice that his helmet was, or his mask was like half of a Sons of the Harpy mask? Uh-huh. Anyway. Oh, um, I mean, it's just like a really cool villain design that they just like wasted without a single word know. or real motivation yeah yeah obviously all the budget went to the dragon fight and i don't give a shit about i was like god damn it i don't they're like really overvaluing the dragons in this series and undervaluing like the human moments which is what i'm i'm here for because i i keep talking i keep trying to talk about rings of power within my friends group like work and everyone and it's a show that's just not people are not watching and i'm like forcing people to watch it because i'm like you guys don't understand like you're watching house of dragons don't because it's not as good and one of the things that i i keep leaning back on is something that i've noticed is the visual the aesthetic the um the cinematography of house of dragons is very monotone it's just grayscale it's grayscale castle walls for like 80 percent of the scenes and it's just it's just smoggy and it's never clear 90 percent of the cast it looks gray 90 percent of the cast 90 percent of the events are happening inside the walls of king's landing for every single episode every single conversation it is getting so repetitive well in the first three episodes we're all like you're my heir but what if you want make him your heir what if well, I should be your heir, and it's like. But I thought know. I was your heir. No, but I yeah. thought I was your heir. Yeah, absolutely. But I right. am your heir. Yeah, like it's just I'm versus Rings of Power, where you get. Can we just start killing each six other? different fucking characters across so many different biomes? Each yeah. scene is a goddamn art piece that I want to yeah. hang on my I wall. Think, I think Rings of Power is schooling House of the Dragon. It's right not now. even a close. Which is so funny. So I went to a party on Saturday and was talking to a friend of mine who's really into fantasy stuff. And he was saying that he doesn't like Rings of Power, but his reasoning was that he holds the Pierce, uh, sorry, Pierce, not Pierce, um, the Peter Jackson 
Lord of the Rings in such high esteem that like this one had like an insurmountable wall to climb to get to his attention. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I, th- I think that they capture it enough in it. I mean, so Peter Jackson did a really good job of creating a lived in world. That's not super shiny. Whereas this rings of power is pretty shiny. Even in the dirty parts, it still feels sort of like set design. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it was time. I think it's time for Game of Thrones to move aside and let like a different fantasy world come in that's telling a different story because the truth of the matter is I'm not interested in being in uh, Westeros again. Like I just, Westeros. it's not, yeah. The part of Westeros that I like is the Starks and Winterfell and we're not there and I don't care about anything I liked, else. I liked the diversity of the original show. Like there's so many different characters with so much, so many moving pieces. This is one moving piece that is getting repetitive and I'm disliking it. That being said, time to move over and make room for Percy Jackson. Trailer just dropped, Brian. Uh, what about Shadow and Bone season two, guys? Yeah, what about Shadow and Bone? I didn't realize they were making a season two, nor am I excited for it. Yes, they're filming it and it, that show is good. <laughs> god damn it it's good i'm telling you it's gonna be the next big thing super wish that show would stay in the shadow and get boned wow um anyway percy jackson trailer just dropped percy jackson it looks good i i'm really i didn't read these books uh rick reared in i know that yep um modern retelling of of ancient greek myths centered around 12 year olds on the uh east coast and it is fun I, I, I love the books, um, and I hope they end up following it all the way to fruition to the uh, I don't know, big twist um, of the, the second. So he writes a, a quintology of five books and then has a, another quintology followed up by a final trilogy uh, or something like that. But I don't know. It's very good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. And the trailer just dropped. I know it's got the kid from the Adam Project yes. in it. Yes. Um, and I thought he was funny. So And he kind of fits that percy jackson from the first book which i read like half of and didn't read any further but. absolutely yeah same same actor um <coughs> but uh, i don't know brian go watch it tell me what you think we'll talk about it off pod or, or on pod uh, where is cool. it again just google it's going percy jackson to be on disney plus but yeah okay um oh we do need to pick the next movie jeff i want to pick days of future past great well, uh, thanks everyone for listening and uh, Days of Future Past next week. X-Men, here we come. Fox thanks universe. everybody. Bye guys. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Clever Kids Podcast. If you want more from us, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Clever Kids Pod everywhere. Or you can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening on and recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. Or don't. Whatever's clever.